Welcome back to another edition of the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I'm an automotive columnist for Bay Area News Group, and I publish the website, theweeklydriver.com. My co-host and friend for 20 years now, I think, about 20 years, is Bruce Aldrich, and our consultant dog to our left in our outdoor studio today and our practicing safe distancing is Indy, the wonder dog, a beautiful, beautiful it's your second Dobie or third Dobie? Second Dobie, yeah. Second it's Dobie. Indy as in Indianapolis. Right. Our, our first in one was Daytona. Daytona. In... That's right. And uh, I think Indy will be quiet today, but she might she might contribute a little bit. He might contribute. He, he might contribute. Sorry, Indy. He's I know it's a he. Now. I know. All dogs are he's anyway in my book. For them, I don't know why that is. Cats are females and dogs are males. That's a weird old thing, but. Anyway, today, you know, normally we have a guest, Bruce, but today there's so much going on in the automotive world. You and I talk about just having a chat every so often on a podcast, and there's a lot to cover today, and um, I think a good launching point would be the continued interest in the automotive world of people buying big cars, big trucks, big SUVs, big vans, and what that means, of course, is that little cars <laughs> tend to be going away, and two cars which one surprised me one didn't but they just announced uh it was just announced last week that the honda fit has run its course and prior to that the chevy spark which at one point was and still may be the least the least expensive car you can buy the cheapest car available in the united states but the honda fit surprised me so bruce what are your thoughts on those two cars um say goodbye to those two cars well, let's, I'm okay with the uh, Chevy Spark saying goodbye to. Yeah. I just uh, it's an inexpensive car. I would think the Sonic, which is the next one up, is a little more car and not a, just a couple of bucks here and there. Right. And you actually get a back seat. <laughs> well, yeah. they both have back seats, but the Sonic actually has some leg room. Yeah. The uh, Chevy Spark is really for kids or for putting books on. Munchkins. Nah, yeah, munchkins. Uh-huh. Yes. So that's that, and, and it's almost like a good riddance, you know. It's. I think so. I mean, it. Uh, the Chevy Spark is old school. It's got uh, disc brakes on the front, with still has drums on the back. Um, it is four doors, mm-hmm. uh, but it's. I think it's time it's come. Yeah, it's a fourteen thousand or fifteen thousand dollar car, something like that. I was just looking it up for the LS uh, manual. You uh-huh. can get it with a manual or the uh, continuously variable transmission, but the manual is a uh, is the lowest end, and that's uh, I'm showing that at fourteen three ninety five. That's the net after uh, destination charge. But yeah. they they show the window sticker at thirteen four. Gosh, so that's pretty inexpensive, you know. Power windows, uh, yeah. power car, power think, mirrors, heated mirrors. Yeah. I mean, you know, hey, what the heck? What the heck? That's right. And the Honda Fit was always been one of my favorite cars for the for the price point. You know, it's uh, despite being small on the outside, it's very spacious on the inside. Ten windows. You know, it's got the Honda name and it goes forever. And um, boy, I've driven that car a lot over the years, different years. You and I have tested it a few times and. I was really surprised uh, at that. It drives well, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we had the stick, and that's a six-speed, mm-hmm. so it's kind of fun to drive. Yes. And 
sixteen one ninety is the sticker price on that one. Yes. So it'd be about seventeen when you add about a thousand bucks for delivery charge. Mm-hmm. At least here on the West Coast. Um, so that's a little more expensive than the Chevy Spark, but you get a back seat that you can yes. sit in. Yes. And yeah. there's there's just more room, more cargo room. Yeah, more. And, and gee, I don't know. I I think I provided the list of the sales on both those cars to to you, and I know that the Spark had gone down. The spark had gone up, and the and the fit had gone down, or vice versa. So, um, but what surprised me is that they sell twenty thousand or thirty thousand of those a year, and that's about it. I thought it would be higher numbers than that, but it's not. And um, both of those companies have thrown Honda has thrown a lot into its, you know, into the into the new uh, Ridgeline, for example, and the Odyssey, and those those cars, those sales of those cars have gone up a lot. And, you know, Chevy, of course, was pickup trucks and different things. That's those little cars just aren't aren't what's happening anymore. Nah, gas is cheap. Right. If you want to if you really want to be thrifty and if you have the money, you know, people buy electric cars now. Sure. Sure. Little Chevy Bolt, same size. And twice. And and yeah. and, And twice as much gas mileage and maybe some rebates involved and things like that. So. It's well, still going to cost two or three times as much as a spark, though. That's true. That's you true. You can buy a lot of gas with that money. So to the other extreme, um, you know more about this car than I do, but there was a record price the other day for a Mustang sold, and I was astonished at the price that was somebody bought that car for an immense Three amount. $3.85 million. Yes. And... If you were that person who bought that car and you justify how how do you think that person justified they had money to play with and they wanted the car so price probably didn't matter to them so much but how could you possibly buy that car is it going to sell for 5 million in 5 years from now or was probably probably so what what do you know about that car It's a 65 350 GT and it's the R model which is the first factory racer from the factory, they used it as a test mule and also as a just a test car to test racing development. I see items, and they used it for the SCCA racing, and okay. it and it won everything for a couple of years. So uh-huh. it was very successful, and people like Ken Miles, oh yes, raced in it. Bob Bondurant, Titus, and several others actually sat in that car and drove it and raced it. So it the Racing pedigree is off the charts. Yeah, un- unparalleled. And people like that. Unmatched. Yes. And, and you know, look, looking at the pictures of that car, again, you, you know more about this area. Well, you know more about most areas of cars than I do. But in this case, the car looks kind of plain. It doesn't look, it, there's no, it's, it's pizzazz because of its history, but not pizzazz because of the, of the car itself. It looks rather kind of plain. By today's standards, yes. it's quite plain it yes. doesn't look very racy no uh, not other at all. than the, you know fairly wide tires but it sits really high off the ground where any car shoot our our street cars have wider tires nowadays and sit lower yes so it has a funny high stance that we're not used to anymore yeah so that was uh that's gotten a lot of uh a lot of attention in the last few days on the internet sites and it's it's another little side item here that uh, most many of the auctions now the big auctions Barrett Jackson Meekum and the others are doing these online 
sales and some of the numbers that are coming out where they used to be able to go to the auction and see the cars and have the the, the vibe of the show. And now it's all very, uh, what's, what would be the right word? It's all very uh, sterile. You know, people just go sure. on the internet well, and they buy the hear, car. You, you can't, can't hear what's going on over the telephone. No. Um, so it's, it's a shame, but they're still getting some pretty big uh, prices for these cars. Obviously, this one is the priciest, but... Um, well, the Bullet Mustang, the Bullet Mustang. I believe, was 3.74. Right. Was that about a year ago or so? Yes. Which was the original Mustang that was in the movie Bullet with yeah. Steve McQueen. With Steve McQueen, yeah. So that drew a lot of attention. Yeah. That thing it had been out of circulation. Nobody knew where it was for like 35 years. That's right. Um, which comes to mind, of course, we're, we're now going to miss... We were looking forward to going to the Meekum auction, so a little bit of breaking news about... Two days ago, or yesterday, I guess, I got word from the public relations guy, um, David Morton, uh, that the Monterey auctions have been canceled and no online uh, version of that. It was one of the last of, I think, about 35 events that are incorporated into Monterey Auto Week, and now there's two left. Um, we were holding out. We were holding out, yeah. Now Meekum pulled out. We'll pull, yeah, I so we're, 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 we're pulled out. We're pulled out. So is, what's left, I think, as far as I know, is the Pacific Grove Auto Rally, and I've got a call into that guy. It's very nice. David Laws is going to fill me in. And then uh, Concord uh, Pasadera. I think, that, am I saying that right? Pasadera? Concord Pasadera. I think that's right. So this it's going to be a um, a rally on Saturday, I believe, and then on Sunday there's going to be a display of vehicles and a dinner with some special guests uh, from the automotive industry. So we we may attend on go to that for for one night and kind of keep our uh, you know somewhat of a tradition of going to Monterey Auto Week alive. But what a shame! All those events are done, and it's. From restaurants to hotels to the people who put on the shows, it's it's a big part of Monterey Peninsula. I mean, it's world renowned and it's been going on forever. And the tourism bureaus gonna yeah, miss it. Boy, miss they it. take a lot of money in. Yeah, um, you know, all things considered, is not that important. It's cars and it's fun, and we have people are unfortunately in much worse shape than just another automotive show. But it was fun to go to, and we're gonna miss it. I think that the LA Auto Show now is probably in jeopardy too haven't heard a word about that but we've got till november but la may be on a lockdown any day now so we'll see exhibition but, baseball started the other day though. oh gosh don't even get me started what a waste <laughs> but um moving forward um i think can't think of any other vehicle in the last 10 years other than maybe tesla that has had more uh notoriety and more lead up to its its debut than the ford bronco and Finally, it's out, and um, I saw a list of prices, which I hadn't seen before, which I'm going to use. In a, it's almost like the uh, Corvette. Yeah, it's almost like the Corvette. Um, new mid-engine. Uh, you know, a, 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 a segment on NBC News with Lester Holt uh, talking about it and driving it the other night, which I'm sure that there must be a connection between Ford and NBC somehow. But um, Anyway, uh, Bruce, the uh, Ford Bronco, it, they, 25 years, it's the OJ. We had a guest on talking all about it the other day from uh, a couple weeks ago from Haggerty. But your thoughts on the Bronco? I really like it. Uh, my first thoughts were I didn't like the looks. Yes. Um, but now I've changed my mind, and I've seen they've got a lot of videos out now. Yes. And it's a good-looking car. 
I think so. I and think so too. You can get it in two or four door. You can get a manual. You can get the automatic. It's a ten speed, and uh, actually the uh, the manual is a seven speed. Yes. If you call, if you t- count the the rock crawler mode, that's <laughs> really so. It's like a six speed plus a rock crawler. Yes. Which is pretty interesting, and it's got removable roof panels, removable doors. So there's a lot. To, it carries over from the original from the '60s. Yes. Um, we talked about it with our, our friend from Haggerty. Um, I'm still trying to wrap my, wrap my arms around, so to speak, why the Bronco is so popular. Not that to say that it shouldn't be, but what does it combine that makes it unlike any other vehicle? What do you think? <laughs> Because it's like the other vehicle, the Jeep. Yeah, 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 it's like the other vehicle. It's like yeah. a Jeep. It's like a and Jeep. You, but you can't get one anymore. You know, they haven't been produced in how many years? You tell 96 me. 96 or something? Yeah. So that's one thing. There's some demand for it. And then the older ones are yeah. 60, 70, 80 grand, depending on the vehicle. If yes. you get one from the 60s, early 70s. So people want them. And it's about the, in the mid-30s, price-wise? I was just looking that up. The base they show at twenty eight five. Okay. And then the top model they have seven models. Yeah. The top model it's called the first edition. Mm-hmm. Fifty nine three oh five. Oh my it gosh! Starts. I didn't realize that it was that high. So I'm Yikes, sure all, you, all you can go seventy grand easily, probably if you want to. <sighs> Boy. Um, and I think I read one story that said that the orders or that the. There's already a backlog of, of orders. Right. I don't yeah. know if that's accurate yeah. or not. But. Yeah, I was checking the website, and um, I don't see any inventory, and uh, they're all taking reservations. Wow. $100 deposit. $100 deposit. Boy, oh, boy. And I think um, for Ford, I mean, for anybody in the auto auto industry, I'm assuming anybody that well, there's a, shining, a new shining star in an industry that's going to sell a million cars less this year than it sold last year, that's got to be just uh nirvana for ford to say we're among the few that are having a a, a banner at least in, with one of our vehicles it's uh because the sales are so much are, are so much um less than last year um 17 oh, million gonna, yeah they're gonna love it oh, they're gonna love a it. new model that the people want yeah i can't think can you think of any other uh well i guess tesla would be um there's always still a lot of demand people are lining up for it i guess I don't. I don't really follow what Tesla. I haven't much. been following Tesla. In fact, they were supposed to uh, release some uh, uh, stock value or something today. There was in the news. They were talking about it. So we'll see how Tesla does here in the next right. week or so. But yeah. I guess the last time they mentioned stock, it was doing well. Yeah, that's yeah, true. So what else did I, did I write down that it was happening in the automotive world that we can discuss that uh, you know going on? I'm just I'm disappointed to, to go over that. I'm disappointed with. Uh, the not being able to take a little road trip <laughs> it's always fun you know um miss the auction miss concord on the avenue miss um the articles i wrote a uh, little bit ego here but i i loved when i would get these assignments for the monterey herald to talk to their, this year one of you know one of the marquees is going to be this car i'd never heard of and just the the joy of saying god i I, maybe I should know about this. And I would ask the public relations woman, I don't really know about this. And she said, that's okay, because a lot of people don't know about it. Let me tell you. And there were 157 made, and we found 13 of them, and they're all going to be here, and here's a phone number of a guy. And, I mean, I just love that 
the, the getting in the mix of calling an owner or talking to somebody about these cars and why they were forgotten and I miss <laughs> I miss doing that. It's kind of yeah, wh- yeah. That's that's what car people do. They eh? they get together to talk about cars. So. Right. And uh, oh well, we'll we'll, we'll uh, look forward to doing that uh, next year. So, uh, other than that, Bruce, um, what do you think about, I was going to ask you this and I forgot to mention it before we had our episode. When you're driving, you had an episode again, Yeah, an episode. when you're driving and you see a person wearing a mask since we're in the COVID-19 world, I've gotten a couple of people while they're driving, looking at me with what I perceive as, uh, a little bit of, uh, why don't you have your mask on? I'm driving with my mask on. Why are you not driving with, with your mask on? I think I've perceived that. I could be off, but what do you? What are your thoughts about if you're the only person in the car and you're driving with your mask on? Uh, it's all personal choice, but thoughts? Yeah, they're a hassle to put on and off. So if right. you're just making a quick stop here and going there, you leave it on. Leave it on, but I, I take it off. I think it looks too stupid. Yeah, I think so too, and I don't think... I mean, if you're if you're with your wife or I'm with my wife, and it's just common courtesy. When I go to sneeze before COVID, I would either open the window or I'd sneeze in my hands. And so, if you're with your friends now, maybe it's a little different. Maybe they sit in the back seat. Maybe they have a mask. Maybe they don't. But the car situation with masks is that's just different for me for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't think you need one in in the car. I mean, if you're with your own peeps, right. If it's you're driving somebody else that you haven't been around, that's yeah. put them in the back seat and yeah. wear your mask. Wear your mask. That's right. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I happened today on the way over to your house. Like I was at an intersection. I'm looking over and this, you know, person's kind of. I think they're 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 wondering why I'm not. My, it's hanging over the rearview mirror, you know, <laughs> and they're wondering why I'm not wearing it. I think. I think that's because you didn't use your blinker and you cut them off. <laughs> or. Or, you know, whatever it might be. They didn't like the way I looked. So maybe that's just, a, that's all on me, I guess. But I have noticed it a, a few times. Um, well, it is interesting because you can't see a person's facial expression. So you really right. don't know what they're thinking. And it, 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 it goes into the category of just you go into a place and you order a cup of coffee and, and the person says something to you and you can't hear them because you can't read lips. And, and, and I, as I get older, I, my hearing's going a little bit. So that's a little... And I don't think it's uncommon. A lot of people are saying, I, I have to take my mask off to talk to you. I can't hear what you're saying. And it's it's gotten a little weird. But we're all doing what we can, right? <laughs> Thank goodness for the middle finger, huh? That, <laughs> well, that yeah, makes it clear what you're thinking. That's right. It makes it clear what you're thinking. Um, so, Bruce, I was going to ask you about your uh, changing topics. Your Subi. Now, you've had that Subi for a while. And so I'm kind of putting you on the spot. It's a 2010. Yeah. It's got 156,000 miles on it now. Yeah. Are you in the market? Not yet? Not yet. Actually, I was kind of thinking in the market for a truck to pull yes. an RV. And so thinking about a three-quarter ton truck mm-hmm. and maybe just leaving that at our second house and yes. continue to just drive the Subaru. Subaru? Subaru. Subaru. Used to be a Toyota Supra, right? Yeah. yeah. Just continue the drive this the Subi perfect car for transportation back and forth from one house to the other yeah now you've had like you said 156,000 miles and we 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 saw that study recently that Subaru is the most reliable uh that study that we saw overall um for mycars.com Subaru was 
61% of what reliability after 10 years. What I forgot the exact parameters, but it was 10% higher than any other vehicle on that list. And so in your, in your time with the car, have you had anything major done on that Nothing. car? Nothing. But I've had stuff done, and it's expensive, yes. like to t- change the uh, timing yes. belt in that thing. Mm-hmm. That was expensive, and I had to finally do it about 125. I had a brake job. Okay. That's new, pretty new, minor. New, ro- for- new rotors all the way around, but that's about it. I mean, that's like a between the two, it was like 1400 bucks. Mm-hmm. you know, over the course of 10 years. That's not bad. That's that's really I good. I mean, I do maintenance all the time. You gotta, There's a variety of things you have to do with any car right um so i've been i've kept up on the maintenance but it's it's surprising it runs pretty tight it's the way it was you know you get in and it's a subaru but it's not like a falling apart piece of junk subaru no. everything works so it's still tight it's and still quiet it's not a rattle trap no we've mentioned a number of times that you have a second home in, in Truckee, california so to get there you have to do some climbing and you have to be on your Whatever skills you have as a driver, you have to be on it. The roads aren't just a straight shot. You've got to, you know, it's mountain roads. It's mountain you know, roads. Go you got to be on it. Snow all the time. Yeah. it's a snow car. It's uh, it's about a hundred miles one way. So it's right, two hundred miles every time you make Round the trip. trip. And yeah. I thought, you know, better to keep that Subi than driving a truck that's getting fifteen miles to the gallon. Yeah. Well, in in two weeks. Um, to mention, I, I do my car review for my website and a few other publications every week. And uh, today I get a Dodge uh, Charger, and next week I get a Ford uh, F-250. There you go. That's so what that, I need is a Ford F-250. That's right. So okay. <clears throat> that's going to be, uh, we'll somehow have to uh, wipe down the interior of that car and be safe and let you take it for a good long drive and, and see what you think. I look forward to you know, I wasn't a pickup truck guy at all, but the last few I've had, I thought, boy, I kind of like, you know, they're get, they're kind of like apartments You've been now. getting these high-end uh, trucks, yeah. and yeah, they're apartments on wheels. They're apartments on wheels. Speaking of high-end cars, I don't think we've discussed on our podcast, going back a little bit, I had the experience of um, driving only for three days, that Rolls-Royce Wraith, and I'm still thinking about it, still thinking about the market for that. Um you know, five thousand or so are made now in the world, and tell them the price. Uh, the price was four hundred and sixty-one thousand, but the, the MSRP was three hundred and thirty thousand with a hundred and thirty-one thousand dollars and change of uh, options. Now the black badge package itself was fifty grand, and the special paint was seventeen thousand dollars, and the high-end audio system was. Five or six thousand dollars, and so it all added up to one hundred and thirty-one thousand dollars of options. The suicide doors were were no cost. Yeah, standard. Yes, yeah, those are standard, and uh, you know some of the other things. The the uh, bespoke uh, custom uh, leather uh, t- t- the hides were special. You know, in the car that you pointed out, and the umbrella. You know, the hidden umbrella. In the door. In the door. In case it rains. In case it rains. And, uh, you know, all those other things, the glass uh, push buttons on the the console, uh, you know, all those things that the the liner, you know, with the constellation on it, you know, way, as you would always say, as long as I've known you off the hook, I mean, it's just who needs that? Uh, People who want it 
just don't justify it. They just they want it because they want it, and they go out and they spend their entry level for a Rolls Royce four hundred sixty thousand dollars. Um, twelve cylinder, twelve twin turbo, twin turbo, six hundred plus horsepower. Yeah, and still pretty gosh darn fast for a car that oh, weighs yeah. six thousand pounds, oh, almost six thousand pounds. Went. <laughs> yeah, uh, and but all the all the things that we talked about though the. The back is, if you look at it from the back, it's it's um, kind of subtle for for a car in that of that magnitude. It's looks like a Bentley, which there's some relationship there. It isn't wasn't ostentatious on any level going down the road. Big grill and shiny grill, and he took some great pictures, by the way. But um, for a Rolls Royce, it would be okay. I want this car, but I'm 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 proud of where I'm where I'm driving it, and I'm proud that I have a Rolls Royce. But it isn't like it isn't a chest beater car. It isn't the uh, No, that from the front to me it looked like a battle tank or a yes. you know a, a battleship but the mid midline and on back it was to me like a beautiful sailing sloop yeah. or something. Elegant. Two two yeah, two cars in one. Two cars in one, that's right. Uh so I guess that would be it. I I wanted to mention in our podcast a few things. We we don't cover our our business too much um, that often, but I wanted to mention that we are now almost into 150 episodes. We're getting close to three years of doing this, and we wanted to remind people that um, the Weekly Driver podcast is on all of the podcast outlets, whether it's iTunes or iHeart or any of the major uh, programs that you can think of that offer podcasts. We're on it. Uh, there's about 10 of them, and of course, you can go to my website. It's on there. They're all the back archival issues are archived, episodes are archived, and we've had some fun guests. You know, the president of Fiat, we had on Alex Honnold, the mountain climber. We've had on vintage car owners. We've had on ex, you know, analysts from the industry. We've had on all kinds of book authors, and so we've, we've done quite a, a variety of things from the automotive industry, How even sometimes it's kind of loosely connected, but we've, we've done it. And um, we want to encourage people to support us if you can. Uh, visit our website. Uh, visit the newsletter on my website, theweeklydriver.com. Send us an email. Give us a thought for, you know, somebody, some, a guest that you'd like to have on or something that you think we should do with our podcast. If, if you have any ideas, you know, please send me an email. It's james at jamesraiaraia.com. And um, thank you for listening. And Bruce and I will be back with a guest next week. So thanks for joining us, and we really appreciate it. Mm-hmm.